Okay. We're live. All right. Um, well, we'll do a little... I don't know if it'll be an intro, but I always like being starting the show with like a lot of energy. A lot of energy. And it's not a hey, guys. Hey, guys is basically the worst intro you could possibly do. Hey, guys. Here's a good one. Welcome to the show, everyone. First, it's it's not gender specific. And it's weird because <laughs> or, or everybody, about... everybody in today's society that's hyper fucking sensitive have no problem with hey guys and i'm kind of sick of it i'm fucking sick of how hearing about it. uh oh hey there i didn't hear you listening no no that's weird <laughs> that that's is weird. weird you know what that is that, that's a bit like mr rogers and his weird intro have you go back and watch mr rogers it's a weird intro i know he's trying to make you feel comfortable and shit mr Rogers is wee 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 weird wee wee weird but he's a weird guy deal uncle <laughs> He's a weird guy, all right? <laughs> he walks into his house, he's singing his song, and first of all, he's got, like, molester clothing on. Oh, well, listen. He's uh, obviously just come back from the park, touched a few fucking kids. No, 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 no. That's just... Mr. McFeely. Come on. <laughs> Special delivery. I, no, I, I only mean that he wears the <laughs> uniform of a molester. Then he walks in and he puts on different clothing that looked basically the same. You know? Like, okay, he goes from what looks like a casual outfit... To a slightly more casual outfit. Wait, you don't what? you don't change your clothes into an identical outfit when you come in from the outside, <laughs> the dirty, dirty outside. Actually, no. I'm that is a bit of an obsession with, among Asian people, though. They don't like to wear their outdoor clothes in their indoor environment. You know, if you sit on an Asian person's bed with your outside clothes, they will flip out. Like okay? do you have to pay them to flip out, or no, 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 no. What I mean by that, okay, a good example. It's my buddy Quay. He is. I don't think that you could describe anymore as anyone as fastidious about his bed as this man. Okay, you're not allowed to go anywhere near it. First of all, if you're not him or his wife, right? It's a sacred area for him. He will spend a significant amount of his life, and I get it. You know, most people. I think you out there, dear listeners, you don't know what the fuck you're doing when it comes to a bed. You you don't know. That you spend uh, more than a third of your life. You probably slept there. on a park bench or a bag of Cheetos or something. Or just the really uncomfortable pieces of crap futon that people sleep on. Yeah, ridiculous. Just just nasty. And I'm asking you, like, if you had to spend a third of your life somewhere, like, let's pretend you didn't sleep, but instead you had to go live somewhere during the period of time where you'd normally be asleep, would you live in the <laughs> shittiest cottage or would you try to get a nice place because you figure, hey, I gotta treat me right? Well... A bed is the same thing. You gotta, you, you have to invest in a nice bed, or you're a fool. I see what you're saying, but you'll fall asleep whether you like it or not. Your brain will shut down if you're too tired. So if you're telling me like I'm gonna spend a third of my life somewhere where I'm basically unconscious and won't remember Jack, would, do you really need to spend a lot of money on see, that for bed? For me, it's not even about if it's passable. Not about remembering things or whatever, because you know most of your life you don't remember anyways. But you're not complaining about the fact that. Be like, well, I, I can't remember every single minute of my life. Therefore, it, none of it matters. No, no. What so I'm what saying, are you saying? What I'm saying is that try to think of this other you that exists in dreamland. Okay? And be thoughtful that guy of this is not, person. He's not asleep. You should be thoughtful. He's running around. He's a fucking superstar. Yeah, he's, he's like a rock star one day. He's an astronaut the other day. He's basically living the life you want to lead. He's Mr. Dreamland. Yeah. He doesn't care what bed his otherworldly no, body actually, is flopped down on. Maybe he, he does. Maybe he does because I don't have any solid scientific evidence on this. All right, I'm zero. 
But I would venture to say that Dreamland Man, who's on a nice mattress, and Dreamland Man, who's on a one that's not so nice, are having a different experience, you know? Now, we're talking the nitty-gritty. Maybe the one on the nicer bed, his astronaut ride is a lot more satisfying than, you know, Rock Pillow Dude, who's not having a great time. Well, here's a question to the listeners. Uh, how much sleep did you get on Sunday night? Yeah, because it's you now... fucking maniac. Are right. you partying all night? No, no, now. Are you're you a Monday it. moron? Did you not get eight hours of sleep before Monday? You're Dude. probably regretting it right now. I wonder actually uh, how many people who listen on a Monday to a podcast are the Sunday party people. Sunday superstar, Monday and, moron. And you know these are the people that probably start like at noon on a Sunday, <coughs> drinking. And then just don't stop until 1 o'clock in the morning. They realize, this is a school night. I better get my fucking ass to bed. And then now they woke up with, as they say in French, gueule de bois, the the wood jaw. <laughs> the mouth of wood. <laughs> wood mandible. Yeah, I like don't get that. George Washington. He had one of those. I don't get that wood mouth thing. <laughs> like, Doesn't sound good. It no. sounds a little bit like being hungover. Actually, when I'm hungover, I'm not really thinking about my mouth. That's not the primary thing. I'm thinking about the giant, throbbing, uh, pulsating headache. That you I got have. a bad case of sticky brain, don't you? You got a bad case of sticky brain. Okay, so why don't we tell the nice folks who have been listening to us for five minutes who the fuck we are so they can kind of understand why are you listening to this show? Why, why the hell should you bother? You know? You're stuck in traffic. It's Monday morning, and you feel like an idiot. Yeah. We're here to... Well, further make you feel like an idiot let's just say the sketchy podcasts are your your kind of panacea for the bad decisions that you made with your life and i don't mean bad decisions as in something that's really bad i just mean bad as in you decided to just go and do what everybody else does and now you're stuck with the mortgage or you're stuck with you know the car payments and you're stuck with all these things and now you got no choice you have that suboptimal feeling <laughs> And maybe yeah, that's you, because you didn't brush your teeth. But you know what? Don't feel bad about it. I mean, do you think that a peasant in medieval times had much of a choice? Motherfucker's got to eat, right? So he's got to be out in the fields burning his fucking ass off just to plant a bunch of stinky carrots. They're probably going to give him gout or something. Yeah, you're right. But I, I kind of feel like this might be totally wrong, but the, the life of a peasant farmer afforded a few more opportunities just to chill the fuck out. Well, I'm going to tell you some facts that are going to just depress you. On a Monday morning. Fact number one. The average medieval peasant had 80 days off a year. 80! Eight, eight. <laughs> like, were they were they sick during those 80 no. days? Or they just didn't well, have I to mean, work? They're medieval peasants. They're probably always sick with some parasite or some shit, right? right? There's no days off. But 80 like, days was of... standard, not counting sick days. <laughs> well, um, one, you can't work much of the year because it's winter. So, time off. So what did the, the fiefdom king uh, actually do uh, with you during that time? Left well, you alone? See, here's what you got to understand. In these times, probably what you think the arrangement was is, Hi, I'm lord of this land and I own you slaves and you work for me. That is not the arrangement. you got to remember that feudalism is still a system of government that found its own balance. Not a great balance, but still a balance nevertheless, which is why they had so many fucking days off. Look... If you were a lord of the land, you had to promise two Christmas dinner parties for your for the people that worked. Because the deal was this. 
You have a piece of land. You're a knight. You don't know how to exploit this piece of land, which will eventually be your bread and butter. So you need laborers. And back during the medieval ages, it turns out that, yeah, you could negotiate your own labor power, right? As a knowledgeable farmer. So the negotiation was, we, I will trade you my ability or whatever, and you give me a little bit back of what I've produced. Prima notte. And, and there were even, I mean, I, I don't know how well followed there were, because again, keep in mind that while we do have records, it, sometimes those records are not honest. But we, we do know that there were knights who had r specific rules about how you had to treat even the peasants of other knights. It, it was almost kind of like an implicit agreement, because the truth is, if you had a knight that went around trying to fuck with your peasants, because you're like, well, I'm going to fuck, I'm going to just chop his ability to produce, then it would kind of create a vicious cycle of all these peasants being killed, which had probably happened in the past. So there was a kind of agreement of, let's not do it. You know, it's kind of like in World War II, everybody agreed not to use uh, gas weapons because uh, it was so fucking horrid and still in everybody's memory at the time. Well, it's kind of like that. So you're a peasant in the medieval times, you're able to negotiate your fucking rights, and if you don't like it, well, you know what? People would pick up their pitchforks and show up at the guy's house and be like, you better make some fucking changes or else we're going to change the government around here. And they did quite a bit. And that happened. They were a lot braver than you motherfuckers. So it sounds a bit like <clears throat> feudal life resembled sort of a hippie commune during the off-season where people, you know, played the flute, uh, they had their little hobbies. They uh, they lived in relative peace in small communities. I think there was a reason why it must the, have been all right. Why the Middle Ages, even though we call them the Dark Ages, and we call them that because there wasn't a lot of great <clears throat> philosophy or science happening. But I think that part of the reason was that they had found a kind of peaceful existence that suited them. Right? I mean, okay. Imagine the Roman Empire has just collapsed and. The, the, the worst thing about the Roman Empire collapsing is that its system of economy, which is to say that city-states used to become highly specialized in one thing like making wine or making rugs. Well, you can't fucking do that anymore because there's not the Pax Romana and now your trade routes are fucking Roman with bandits. So everybody went back to trying to sustain themselves entirely in city-states. And this is why, again, progress goes to a standstill because when you try to make everything yourself... Right? It kind of sucks. You need specialization. That's how you get to more advanced stages in, in, in your civilization. So the middle, middle Ages are really more of a consequences of a lot of economic decisions that were based on fear and just basically poor management of like large zones that used to be handled by the Roman Empire. And how much of that do we have in common today? Like uh, large corporations being poorly managed and... Uh... You know, like, how, how how different is life, really? I guess, On a Monday morning in 2016... What's the difference between me and a, and, and a fucking peasant? Well, yeah. while I do wake up maybe as early as he does, he's already got more sleep during the day. Because here's another fucked up fact about peasants. They didn't sleep the same cycle that you did. This whole fucking sleeping seven or eight hours in a row... This is new, by the way, idiot. Nobody else has ever fucking slept in that kind of cycle. People used to kind of wake up in the middle of the night, do a little few things, and then go back to bed. No human being is supposed to try to sleep for that long in a row. Apparently it's no good. But have you ever gotten the sense that the society that you live in were doing everything wrong? 
Like, just let me give you a good example. Do you think that the way that people raise families in our society is the really the best way that they could be raising it? That maybe once upon a time people didn't have a better, easier time raising them? Like, you know, when yeah, the whole yeah. village used to raise them as opposed to just some fucking single mom with no resources and who's waiting on some fucking food stamps in order to feed her kids? That seems like nice. kind of a bummer. I guess the vaccines are pretty sweet now, but... Oh, yeah. I don't want to but go yeah, back and raising. trade. It's not like saying, oh, well, uh, I'll trade you vaccines for easier to raise your children. No. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, we can have both. That's the fucked up no, shit. No, and, you know, like back then, I guess your, your PS4 would have been a goat or something. Your entertainment, your idea of fun would have been totally your recalibrated. Your entertainment was probably mostly board games. I mean, you you look at the history of gaming in the world, and it's a very rich history. You got Go, you got chess, you got many games actually that we've lost from the Middle Ages that if you've ever played the Assassin's Creed franchise, by the way, which I recommend you play their mini-games because they'll, they'll, they'll have historic versions of games like, uh, did you ever play Othello? I don't know what it's called. In, um, it's like the one where you have like beads, and if you have like two beads of one color on the end, the, you have to f the all the beads from the enemy become yours. Well, it sounds kind of like Go. It sounds like a, an enlarged version. I of guess Go. so. I mean, yeah. there's there's lots of different variations of that particular type of game, but it was like it was the the Greek version of it. I, guess, I don't know what Othello was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of your time would be really taken up with games. I mean, it's. People would have all kinds of activities. Did you never see like those like middle uh, medieval festivals and stuff like that? You, you don't think they were doing that kind of shit like all the time, little contests and stuff to entertain themselves. And remember, the biggest source of entertainment for a town used to be the church. I mean, I know that sounds boring <laughs> you now, but Woo! once upon a time, I bet you the pastors were probably a little, like a uh, way more entertaining. You know, probably better storytellers because. If you're going to make your living at it, uh, you probably have to be pretty good. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I get the feeling that we're, we, we keep on trying to come up with technological solutions to problems where I think that we could just insert human here. Right? Like, I bet you right now somebody's trying to figure out, man, it's tough for parents to raise their kid. Let's develop a computer that's going to be able to help manage the blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah. There is such a thing, a computer. It's called another person, another human being. Like, we, I don't, I don't understand, Tom. We live in a, we live in an age of maximum connectivity, and yet people are as, you know, more and more disconnected. I don't think I've ever seen a world as disconnected as as today, where people are, people are spending more time watching Netflix at home alone than they are reading books, spending time with friends, going out. That's yeah, crazy I mean, to me. It's, it's insane. People are just listening to a couple of weirdos driving to work instead of having a chat with their mate. That's right. no sense. Right. And this is the dilemma of why, you know, if you don't know who I am, which is a pretty... Actually, if you're listening to the first sh show, you probably know who the fuck I am actually right now. Because there's no other way you... What, you fell into this show by accident? The <laughs> not, fuck you did. Not bloody likely. Not bloody likely. But... In case that you go back in time and maybe you discover this, uh, I don't know, a few years or something like that, and you want to see show number one, hey, what was show number one about? Well, I'm going to tell you who the fuck I am, okay? Show number one was about jack shit. I used to be a pretty serious podcaster back in the day, all right? I mean, I, I have recorded hundreds of podcasts on a variety of topics. I did mixed martial arts. I did uh, atheism. And you know what? <sighs> 
I mean, I enjoyed doing podcasting, but the truth is I stopped for, oh, I don't know, three years maybe of like not regularly podcasting. And the, and the thing that ruined it for me, honestly, was everybody else. It was just listening to everyone who's on the internet who's so desperate for attention. Hey guys, it's click the, hey subscribe. Guys, hit hey subscribe. Guys, don't forget to hit subscribe. I Leave a comment you, down below. I want to tell you about my opinion so bad. Hey guys. It is every time I saw some new video of a person who just decided, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to tell everybody about my opinions. It just made me want to not do it. You know, like just why am I bothering? They can just go and listen to some other fucking dickhead. And why am I going to poison the internet with just another uneducated opinion? Why should I do this? And, you know, I, I have not had a good answer for this. And maybe I still don't. But I'll tell you one thing, okay? I'm sick and tired of not doing something. So uh, the truth is, why the fuck should you listen to me? You don't have to. At no time will he just we needs, ever... He just needs an obby. Yeah, a little obby. A past time. Yeah. And plus I figure you you poor sex and shit. You were driving on a Monday. Just be looking for something to look forward to. You know, I know what it is. You know what I look forward to on Monday when I have to go to my shit job? I look forward to my tea. I pay a lot of money for high quality like British imported tea. Because when I drink it I want to feel fancy. That empire knows their tea. They know their tea. They didn't invent that shit. They just basically enslaved an entire country to have it. They didn't have to invent it to enjoy it. I mean, like, think about that. The Brits are all about commandeering things that are not their own and then just basically... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not modern Brits. They haven't done that in a while. Yes, they have. Except for that... Uh, their food is basically that. That prime minister with his little... Uh... Like, a good example is that in, in London, there are more curry houses per square block than in Bangalore, for God's sake. You know sex. what? The curry in London is fantastic, and I would not reverse would, that part of history. But it would be the same as saying the tea in London is fantastic. It is fantastic. Because here's the thing about the Brits. When the, they love something, what they're going to do... and. The, the, what did the East India Company do when they found and discovered tea? They were the most brutal company that has ever existed. They had slaves that they would burn with their fucking logo on. Really, really, really terrible. But on balance, you can't you can't deny <laughs> that. that tea. <laughs> Damn, that tea's but good. But you see, I mean, even today, the tea that I drink, uh, I have read online <clears throat> that there are there is slave labor associated with that. But the truth of the matter is, is that most of the products that you consume have slave labor. There are like some like 27 million slaves right did, now. Did you hear about the Beyonce clothing line? The nope. uh, Empower Women line or something? Oh, let me guess. It was made by women who were basically slave uh, labor and yep. being like exploited. This yep. is why I always laugh at this fucking, oh, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna demonstrate my power as the woman by buying things. I'm like, uh, the very nature of you buying things is what perpetuates the misery of women around the world. No, well, like, girl. okay, there's a difference between having the power to buy things no, and like buying that shit and using, uh, you know, consumerism to make yourself feel better. Those are two different things. And I got to say, it, it does cut across both sexes. There are, there are guys who buy things to feel better, too. And oh, it's not empowering at all. I'm, I'm I'm saying the only difference is that there's there has not been one man who has ever bought something being saying I'm liberating my gender by buying this. <laughs> no. And and I mean like, I think that we 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 all have a, as a society have to uh, accept our hypocrisy. 
We're all hypocrites. Yeah, and, and actually false hope is, is really easy to buy, relatively speaking, compared to real hope. No, no, there is no... no here's the thing. All hope is false, okay? Do not hope. Do. Just do. Do not hope. Hope is like, I hope things will be better. Just make it better. Don't hope for it. Hope is basically what religious people... Uh, do when they're like I hope Jesus comes back I sure hope Mohammed comes back and kills everyone <laughs> like this is what they hope hope is poison okay I have I have I, I wouldn't say hope or faith these are bad words I have confidence in humanity to be able to pull shit off okay that's different from hope hope is basically just I'm gonna sit back and hope things work out that's that's literally what hope means for oh people. yeah as a substitute for action yeah yeah, that's that's sort of what. Uh, so I say, what's no wrong hope. with the, the world no, today? No hope. Yeah. Forget no hope. hope. No hope. hope. No hope and no faith. These are lies. Okay, these are lies meant to trick you. Like for instance, I bet you as you go to you know drive to work, you say, "I hope this day is going to be better." No hope. There is no hope. <laughs> and did you know there's no fate but what we make? Yes, I do know you, that. You did know that. I did know that. Uh huh. I sure did. So what kind of tea do you drink? Is it English breakfast tea? Is it colonial standard? I'm Is fucking... It, uh... I am... Um, I am Captain Picard lover. Oh, Earl Grey. Grey. Actually, there's two kinds. Earl Grey. I like Earl Grey, and then when I'm feeling really fruity, Jasmine. I get Lady Grey. What is Lady Grey? I've never Lady heard of that. Lady Grey is Earl Grey with even more uh, floral notes, rather than and... bergamot kind of hints. Right, right. It has it's rose, rose. And, it has uh... more floral impact. Wow. Yeah. But for me, like when I'm drinking that tea, by the way, I put no sugar in it. That's pretty dainty. No bro. milk in it, so I don't drink it like like a Brit. I drink it because I want the pure satisfaction the olfactory yeah. sensation that comes with tea because if you drink tea for the flavor on your tongue all you get is some fucking bitter shit and you're drinking it wrong yeah you know what uh i, I met this uh, cool chinese dude in uh, in france and he he told me that he prefers tea um made uh, very very weak he just prefers the hint of the flavor and I tried a cup, and it was actually really good. Well, it's interesting because whenever I, I, I drink tea, I'm always refilling my teacup. I have a giant teacup that I drink. And, and the interesting thing about tea is that as opposed to lots of other drinks, you really can't water it down. It's just a matter of how strong do you want yeah. your tea. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I think. It's not like coffee. with, with Well... I mean, to some degree, I, I suppose the amount of wateriness may represent its kind of, is it Americana or is it a, cap, a you know, a cappuccino, espresso, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But at the at the same time, though, you would never have like a buttload of water and a tiny bit of like that coffee flavor. No, that would be gross. Not. That It'd would be, pretty be just gross. fucking gross. So my, my preferred routine these days is, um, I'm not a huge breakfast guy, but I've gotten into the routine of eating a little bit of yogurt with some granola. And uh, and a little espresso in the morning, and I find that's enough to, you know, give me a little bit more energy. I used to eat no breakfast, and uh, I like the espresso just because it's fast and it tastes pretty strong, wakes me up. I'll usually have one good coffee throughout the whole morning, and then from, I think starting last year, I just started drinking tea in the afternoon. Maybe maybe that's uh, you know the. The, the the pleasure of living in the modern age we can we can yeah, have we, our beverages from around the world and uh, and not kill each other over that's great that is one way that I live differently than a surf I drink my coffee in the morning and I drink my tea in the afternoon 
I would say the interesting thing about, because we were talking about what is the difference between a medieval peasant and you? And I, I would say, here's the, here's the, one of the major differences is that they would have much better teeth than you. What? And it turns out that part of the reason is because of the amount of roughage in their diet and how little sugar right. they were consuming. Yeah. Now remember, it's not the, the, sugar that causes cavities. I would imagine okay? their teeth would be very stained, but perhaps healthier. It's not the sugar that ever causes cavities. People mistake that. It's, it's plaque the, on your teeth the that feeds the cavity. and plaque, yeah. yeah, the bacteria, yeah. But the problem is that most of the time, the food that you consume is pretty soft, so... Um, like, you know, one of the best toothbrush, natural toothbrushes is a fucking apple. Because yeah. when you bite into it, it will scratch off and like tear off a lot of that plaque, uh, that you have. So it or turns like out that gnawing, because... gnawing on a bone or something. Yeah, or shit like that. But it turns <laughs> out that when you were just some dirt poor peasant, having to eat nothing but fucking like overcooked vegetables all day long, uh, there's just not a lot of sugar, uh, or even starch in that shit. So you were skinny, you had... Fucking great teeth. Dental plan. Okay. Unless, of course, uh, you, you were one of those unfortunate people that had one of those wisdom teeth that suddenly caused an infection and you were literally dead. I mean, one of the one of the biggest causes of death in human beings throughout history is Poorly teeth. designed teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking newsflash. Un killed, unintelligently it killed designed teeth. untold millions of fucking people. Your shitty teeth design. Ta -da! How many famous uh, characters think, from history just God. went tooth crazy? Oh, I don't know. Which Who explained knows? their erratic behavior. Who knows? How many wars were fought or lost due to or, poor or, teeth? Yeah, no. It, it, who, fuck, who knows? And back in like Neanderthal days where there were some like epic wars that you don't fucking know about because nobody knew how to write some shit down, but they sure knew how to crush a skull good. Yeah, the Neanderthal War. Are there any movies or video games that focus on Neanderthal life? Thug I don't know life. if you would call Neanderthal, but there was an attempt to make an action movie set in the past called 10,000 BC. It was a giant oh, piece yeah. of shit. Well, 10,000 isn't that long ago. It's honestly. not long enough. It's not long enough. You'd really have to make it 40,000 years ago. And, uh, I don't know. They were, they were gentle They're, giants. Actually, though, you know what? During the off truthfully, if you were to ask me what movie should you make right mm -hmm. now, if I, was, um, if I was a screenwriter, I would propose that someone make the Clan of the Cave Bears movie for a couple reasons. One is that the Clan of the Cave Bear series of novels, I don't know if you are aware of what this novel is. Hell no. Okay. So this was written in the 1970s and it was probably, this was written by a woman and this was actually a very big deal. This was a feminist fucking book back in the day, bro. It was the story of a Cro-Magnum human living maybe 40,000 years ago or, or whatever. Her tribe is is killed in an earthquake, and she becomes adopted by Neanderthals, who consider her ugly and so on and so forth. But she becomes a great hunter with a slingshot by, and which draws the jealousy of the top hunter guy who kind of rapes her with his big giant fucking Neanderthal smelly dick and shit. Anyway, and it goes into detail and that kind of stuff, yeah. But it it's entirely from the perspective of a female protagonist living in fucking uh you know primitive times that's a hell of a movie if you're able to pull that into a script man that's fucking hunger games bc bitch it's not bad not bad like why has no one and there's three books and they're all massive there's clan of the cave bear uh the horse something something i don't know i'm drawing a blank right now 
But Clan of the Cave Bears, which is what I... I read this book. My mom owned it. I, and I loved it. It was an amazing book. And it it taught a lot of things to a fucking 15-year-old boy who had to read about a rape scene from a Cro-Magnum man. Oh, boy. That was something else. Let me tell you what. But there was no trigger warning of that book. <laughs> Holy moly. But it's a hell of a book, though. Hell of a book. So there, there, there are um, stories set in that shit. But are there movies... The only movie that I could tell you that also probably goes back that far is Quest for Fire, maybe? You ever see this movie? Quest for Fire? Uh, actually, it rings a bell. Is it, it a cartoon? Won, it won an Academy Award. It's a cartoon. There's yeah. no talking in this fucking movie. Right. Yes, it's, yes. It's a live action. It's got Ron Perlman before anybody <laughs> knew who he was. And uh, uh, Chong's daughter. I forget what her name is. She's naked, and you can see her beaver like throughout most of the fucking movie. Jesus. But the movie, like, I guess that's how how it was. Back I do then, I right? do strongly recommend the movie if you can actually watch something where people don't talk, because there's one scene in the movie that will it sounds like a good movie you, to have on like a ton of bricks. A good movie to have on in a party, like in the background. What? No. <laughs> there's you know that's a bit just, of nudity. No, no. There's no sound anyway. You're no. not missing anything. No, you got to pay attention. You gotta know what's going on, all right, man. All right, fine, fine, fine. Jesus Christ, man! Do you even know what the what the movie is about? Back when it's uh, fire, right? Yeah, it says it's quest for fire is in the title. Yeah. That's a really good guess there, B. Yeah, no, it's about the life mm. uh, life in the olden days. Oh, the old. <laughs> yeah, okay, you need to shut up. For those of you who do not know, Mister B has absolutely no pop culture knowledge. It's embarrassing. Are, right? are you saying this is part of pop culture? Because I highly doubt it. Uh, yes, it is. As I said, it won a fucking Academy Award, so uh, if you don't know what it is, you're kind of ignorant. But that's okay. When it comes to pop culture, I definitely expect you to be ignorant about that shit. But there are plenty of people that talk about Quest of Fire, and I'll tell you a scene. All right, all right. Let me, t- let me tell you about a scene that's going to blow your mind, because you're not going to watch the movie anyways. Bunch of lazy pricks. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it to you. Give us the... Uh... Jake's notes. I'll, I'll give you the best scene in the movie. So the, the Spoiler movie begins alert. where a bunch of Neanderthal characters are, are trying to escape because they've been kicked out of their their cave by a stronger clan. And now they're roving the swamps and it's just a miserable time and they're carrying with them the hearth <clears throat> of the clan. So, you know, it's the little bit of fire that they have and unfortunately it goes out. But they're Neanderthals and they don't know how to fucking do it. So two of the members are... Given a quest, the quest for fire. Go out and find fire. Crap. And that's what they have to do. And they meet a girl who's a human. She looks different because they have like giant brows. <coughs> they're Cro-Magnums. I mean, they're, they're Neanderthals for God's sake. So they meet up with a human who they, you know, kind of like rape sex. or This is early days. Okay? Gray zone. Don't, don't fucking judge it. Anyways... They have sex with her, and, and she teaches the missionary, which they knew nothing about. It's a significant moment in the movie, and I know what? this sounds kind of weird, but it's supposed to be more intimate in how human beings are more intimate. Anyways, don't don't think about that now. So they go back <laughs> to they go back to visit it. the human tribe, and here's the big moment. Okay, the main character goes over and he ta- and he talks to one of the well, not talks to their shaman, but the shaman shows him grunts at the shaman how to make fire, and he takes this this stick and he rubs it together, and when the when the Neanderthal guy sees in a, a human being able to create a fire, something that their clan can't make, he starts to cry. 
And the moment is supposed to represent the kind of passing of the torch, if you want. What separated, at least in the filmmaker's view, the Neanderthals from the humans? Why did we succeed? And as far as they were, they were concerned, it was our intelligence. It was our ability to, to do something like harness the power of fire. It may or may not be true or whatever, but it's a fucking awesome moment and quite a powerful one in film. And so, you know, it's a good movie. You should check it out. I think everyone's still thinking about that sex scene. You told us not to, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's even this weird sex scene where everybody's like, all these girls are going by the river because they kind of know that if they go by the river, they're going to get raped. So they're kind of like drinking with their asses up because they kind of want it. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a controversy. Not afraid to explore uh, many of the... I don't the think that movie would get made today. Fucking no, no way. But you know what? A lot of things wouldn't get made today. Do you think that Back to the Future, a story about an older scientist hanging out with a high school kid, would be made today? Probably not. That's kind of fucked up. You're, even when you oh, watch you have the movie, and, you're like, you why have, are they friends? You have Rick and Morty. Right. That's, yes, that, that's our version. Why did he make Rick and Morty? Yeah, well, because you went back in time. No, 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 no. Because the guy who created it, who made Community, has said, and I quote, yeah, yeah, Back to the Future is the greatest movie of all exactly. time. Exactly. So he's just basically remade it in a he cartoon. He went back to the future and made a cartoon? Yes. But you, you can't make that movie because the friendships that existed in the old days of movies does not make sense in today's kind of world where you're not allowed, if you're a young man, to be friends with a mad scientist because stranger danger obviously he's going to put it up your butt whoa 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 like that's obviously what he's gonna do maybe it's just science okay (laughs) maybe it's nothing more than a little innocent but but you're watching back to the future and i'm sure that the the first question that came into your mind is why are why is marty and doc brown friends which is actually answered in the movie itself right of course it is because they're temporarily linked fool yeah that's why they're friends they're entangled sometimes you're more entangled with your future than you are your past you know some someone once will have told me that (laughs) hey one day (laughs) one day you once will have told me that so i'm sure you may have noticed this but perhaps you know you you go on the internet and you read comments and what you've noticed is that the comments have started to change in uh, in articles and stuff like that. And what's changed, I, at least this is what my observation has been, is that comments are now basically being generated by a smaller and smaller subset of people. And the subset of people are not just your average frustrated fucking human being. No, the subset of people are also individuals that are being paid by companies to fucking comment. So I want you to think about the fact that you might be uh, being manipulated in a conversation with, with some stranger who just suddenly tells you if you've ever drank an absolute vodka and maybe you should because it's amazing. <laughs> should be wary of these fucking people, okay? These goddamn... And, and you know, it's only going to go worse. In the future, they're going to invent AI... It's going to be spamming. Like, you're going to be reading comments of non-existing humans. Uh, it's just, it's, it's going to be a nightmare. Going to be a nightmare. So, what do we do about this kind of future? <clears throat> I say we let the bots have YouTube. Nobody reads YouTube comments. I know, really, we'll just though. let the bots go fucking like, crazy on YouTube. Why does, why does anybody comment on YouTube? Why? Keep, keep a small private group on Facebook open to real humans and let... Uh, 
let the rest of the internet, uh, you know, be, be ravaged by bots. It's going to happen anyway. Might as well carve out our little niche right now. Well, you know what? They're, the thing that will kill Facebook will be bots and the digital graveyard. That's what's going to fucking kill a lot of digital products. It's going to be the, the bulk of all of these digital ghosts that are just sticking around, man, dragging you down. Like, how, how many of you actually... I, I, here's the comment that I want you guys to leave. Tell me if you have ever fucking experienced this. I have on a few occasions, and it's pissed me off. Where you will suddenly, you have a friend or somebody that you know, family member that you know that died, and now some fucking asshole is posting shit on their Facebook page every few fucking weeks or whatever, because they think that that's what people want. Like, let's remember Gary. Gary's dead, and I'm gonna post something with Gary's face on it saying, "Hi everyone from the grave." Yeah, that's a bit much. <sighs> like, it should be... Um, there might be a tasteful way to do that. Like, let's all remember Gary on his birthday or something. But, uh, yeah, there's probably an extreme. I guess you'd have no choice but to unfollow the afterlife. I think that what you have to do as It should just be one that, one little setting in when, Facebook. When you, Turn it off. Or, you know what it is? It's uh, You know when you, when you <clears> have that little submit because you get a bunch of fucking spam, like some fake girl account who's like, Oh, hey, you're cute. Yeah. Yeah, you're real. How many friends are coming? Uh, negative five. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. So you know, maybe uh, maybe in in the world where it's like populated by these kinds of fake accounts, it's fine. But um, yeah, no, I don't want to live in that world anyway. Let's just set a bot book. All the bots can make friends and they can tease each other and post. Think, you know, what, post though, shit about humans, giving the them future, a hard time. I think that most social networks. And will probably be entirely dominated by bots. And we're just reading what bots are saying because we're not even participating anymore. Yeah, they're way smarter and more engaging than we ever could be. Yeah. I think that most human beings, at least now, and, and this goes back to the whole comment section, I think we're all feeling less engaged now. Maybe, maybe it was a kind of unique little time where we felt we could express ourselves. But I think everybody agrees that now if you express yourself, you run into the danger of having to fucking apologize to the entire internet if you said something that people don't like. Well, you know what? And, and actually there was a time and those those people who hail back to the very early days of the internet will remember there used to be an exciting thing about connecting to, say, an IRC channel, talking to a total stranger about some common theme that you both like and uh, just sort of making virtual buddies. Everyone was sort of generally interested it was a good sort of but vibe. do you know what the difference and was it, it, about people back then and it, people on the internet now i mean it's flipped completely no but what was the big you don't difference? want to make friends online what was the it's fucking bad. big difference one hi do you know what irc is and two do you know how you had to fucking go to specific chat rooms oh, yeah. there's Everyone. a technological level that you had to achieve to do it and to get that i'm sorry to be a fucking elitist you had to have a certain level of intelligence but now I can have a well, fucking and, pad where I don't even need to know what to do. I can just talk to it, and it's going to bring me on the internet. And if I want to leave a stupid-ass comment, I can just actually do it by voice command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, So, it, you're wondering why mouth breathers have fucking taken over the internet. It's too easy. It we should have made it hard. It's sort of like it was the secret lounge for everybody mm -hmm. who beat a cool video yep, game. Like, hey, much. you beat the video game too? Come on in, bro. What do you want yeah. to talk about? This is what internet 2 yeah. should be all about like you have to fucking pass an iq test and if you don't you can't connect bitch or, or at least some kind of like skill testing or knowledge assessment on the subject you want to talk about 
You want to talk about cars? Here's a little quiz. You no, pass a quiz. Talk about it. I mean, I just I miss the days <laughs> where the internet was filled almost entirely with I... smart people or the really crazy ones who had sort of like figured out how to log into, like the time cube dude, who apparently just quit on us. Like, there's no more fucking time cube or whatever. Is it even up anymore? I heard rumors. If you don't know this, dude. By the way, um, I suggest you just read any article that you can find. Uh, on on it, I'm pretty sure this person is like some kind of schizophrenic, bipolar, fucking weirdo. There's there's a guy on YouTube named Gene Ray. He's apparently the creator of uh, Time Cube. Oh yeah, but anyways, who knows if it's true? But yeah, he'll uh, say things like you've been educated stupid your whole life. And... Four equal time days. Yeah, he yeah. thinks that basically the <laughs> Earth should be divided into four separate 24-hour days, as opposed to I guess. The uh, time zone thing that we've done. There is no teacher on Earth qualified to teach nature's harmonic simultaneous four-day rotating time cube creation principle, and therefore there is no teacher on Earth worthy of being called a certified teacher. <laughs> Quotes like that for yeah. days and days and days. And remember, the Earth is a sphere, but it is definitely a time cube. He's, he's decided that... Because here's the problem with a sphere. How many times can you divide a sphere up? Yeah, too many. Way too many. There's another pretty good uh, a related quote from one of the wikis. It's, uh, as, <laughs> as the length of a web page grows linearly, the likelihood of the author being a lunatic increases exponentially. TimeCube was a very long website. Oh my god. It like was I, incredible. It was, the, it was the mastery of front page, if you remember what that program was in the very early days of the internet. <laughs> If Earth stood still, it would have midday, midnight, sunup, and sundown as four corners. Each rotation of the Earth has four middays, four midnights, four sunups. <laughs> try to keep a straight face. And four sundowns. The 16 spaced... <laughs> hold on, hold on, I can do this. The 16... <laughs> this is really hard. The 16 space times demonstrates cube proof of four full... <laughs> Shut up, stop laughing. Four full days simultaneously on Earth with one rotation. The academia created one day Greenwich time is bastardly queer and dooms future youth to nature to a hell. Wow. And nature to a hell. Ignorance of a four-day harmonic cube nature indicts humans as unfit to live on Earth. It's just incredible stuff. What does indict mean? <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know if you remember, but TimeCube had the most glorious mix of fonts and colors. Oh, and yeah. Italics and underlines. It was written as though somebody had taken a magazine and written uh, a hostage letter. A ransom note. A ransom note. Of, but of with text. Drivel. Yeah, yeah with, drivel. with basically a text editor. It's quite amazing. It, I think actually, you know, but to be truthful... I think that you could probably write a, a book about this because TimeCube is not a regular site of insanity. It's, it's, it's so much more than that. All right. Give, give us more, All right. Mr. B. Religious singularity is evil. Academic singularity is evil. Singularity is a damnable lie. Educators altered your mind. You cannot think opposite of what you are taught to think. You have a cyclop perspective and taught android mentality equals lobotomized analytical ability. <laughs> yes. 
All right. Fucking Sermon on the Mount. It's great. It feels like a, like a Ted Kaczynski level, you know, Unabomber style kind of thing. Who edits the Time Cube on Wikipedia? This is a question from Time Cube. Will I get a reply, or will the wisest human capitalized just be ignored until Which is him, by the way. until silenced by death? He does believe that he is the wisest wow. human because he has decided that you need to divide the Earth up into four uh, time Six, zones, sixteen time corners, right? <laughs> Amazing. So four, four time zones with midday, midnight, sun up, sun down. Get with the fucking program. Times four, four. Times four. <laughs> so Love time it. time cube is a is an internet oh, treasure God. that. Um, Amazing. But it's, it's so it's still up then. No, no, these these are all the the so what digital ha- wasteland that keeps uh, scraps of time I bet it's on the Wayback Machine. But uh, anyway, yeah, check but it out. It's not the same. When when you're pretending to work this Monday morning, try to find a good old snippet of time cube. No, but I mean, has the wisest human given up, or is it just? I mean, has the voice of the internet uh, kind of drowned him out? Like why why stop? Well, it's a damnable lie. What it damnable. is. Damnable. Damnable. He uses such interesting words. Interesting word choice. Interestinger thought choice. And so I kind of wondered, like, on a daily basis, a person who writes that kind of thing does not have a normal day. All right? You wake up, and the first thing you're probably thinking about is, ooh, all those people educated, stupid. I mean, look. Do you, have you ever met any conspiracy theorists, like serious conspiracy theorists? Have you have you met these people, Mr. B? Uh, Who's the last serious conspiracy? God, theorist? I mean, there used to be those people who would knock on your door at, on Saturday. Okay, so you've you've never actually oh, met re- or lived wait, wait, wait. with? Yes, actually, at a, at, a, at a bar uh, recently, I met oh, a real conspiracy one. theorist. What do they believe? Uh, the, they had some theory about uh, chemtrails. Like they, they actually bought into some pretty standard. Standard. Okay, but I mean, were theories. they were they chemtrails they and believe stuff it, in the they, water? And... I, I I give two categories of conspiracy theorists. They're I, the believers and they're the spreaders, if you will. He might be. He might have been a spreader. He didn't seem like there was much going on. He was a repeater. Okay. No, yeah. but yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I for mean, sure. I, for me, a spreader is like someone who, like, who brought it up first of all. Who brought up the subject? Material? Oh, he did. He did. He's he did. A spreader. Yeah. So he was trying to convince you of something? Yeah, he was just like pretending to make conversation and then within 30 seconds he was on this whole jibba-jabba. Did you try to explain to him the physics of chemtrails? No, it was, it was too entertaining uh, just to hear how far he'd go. And uh, he, he sort of exhausted himself and uh, that was that. Because I'd be like, you realize the chemtrails would be the most expensive, useless social experiment that could ever be done. On a global scale, right? You're like, because if you have any chemicals and fuel, you have less fuel. Well, you know what uh, <laughs> this Time Cube Mirror uh, site thinks? Mm-hmm. Thinks that you are taught evil, you act evil, you are the evil on Earth. Only you're comprehending the divinity of cube creation will your soul be saved from your created hell on Earth. Induced by your ignoring the existing four-corner harmonic simultaneous four days rotating in a single cycle of the Earth sphere. Religious slash academic pedants cannot allow four days that contradict one day, one God. 
Educators destroy your brain, but you don't know, so why care? That's deep. It's yeah. pretty deep. You know what? Maybe what we should do is memorize a couple little passages, nothing too heavy, and the next time we meet a real conspiracy nut, we up the ante. Right. Did you know there were four simultaneous... Hey, or, since, or since Time Cube is basically bust, do you think we can print out our own little book and fucking hawk that? Okay, but Do you think the internet would buy a couple of those? That sounds weird. Wait, I, I just want to ask a question. I mean, I know there's no answer. But i got to ask this question because the guy's like, there's there's four simultaneous Earth days. Yeah, which I, I can answer this. Which there isn't. But in his mind, does he think, like, for instance, that it's it like it would be sunny in Japan at the same time that it would be sunny in America? Like, what does he mean by simultaneous? Well, he has a few diagrams on the site, and this one uh, states that Earth has four days simultaneously each rotation. You erroneously measure time from one corner, uh, so there's a four sixteenth cube divinity, uh, which states that. Uh, but we already know this midday, kind of part. I'm just saying midday, just saying, sundown, midnight, and sun. I'm up. just saying there there is only one. Like you can only be in an area where there's a sun up or sundown once, unless you're constantly moving or something. Like I'm just. What what does he think happens well, okay, in well, these four days? You know, actually, uh, there's a truth note at the bottom of this diagram. Truth note, uh, Earth has one day, even if it stood still, and four days in one rotation. $1,000 to anyone who can disprove the harmonic cube. It's signed Gene Ray. Okay, but... And it, his, uh, his title, Cubic. Okay, but... Gene Ray, Cubic. How does that sentence where he says there's one day, but four simultaneous days i don't i don't think i'm getting like, through I'm, to you i'm i'm um, i'm like trying to do the math here dr gene ray is uh, the greatest philosopher and the greatest mathematician you know there's an old website the, the wisesthuman.com is it still now 404 fucking hell fucking hell did he run out of money i don't maybe know maybe he's dead okay 96 hour cube day debunks one day unnatural god 96-hour cube day debunks one day as witchcraft. 96-hour day will disprove disunity god. Academians are teaching pseudoscience. So he wants a day to be 96 hours? Wow, it is It is 96 hours. You're not... I'm not getting through to you. Uh, There's four time corners. Okay. You're living in 416th time, okay? But is... Is he saying that like every sunset is worth like four sunsets? Cubic wisdom has allowed me to create four. I'm speaking as Gene Ray, of course. Uh, has allowed me to create four simultaneous days within a single Earth rotation. Americans do not deserve life. They live only for today. <clears throat> today, the evil singularity word bastards, dog brain students, dog brain students. Singularity in air quotes. Education inflicts a dog brain upon students, ability to be taught servitude, but an inability to ever think opposite of brainwashing and indoctrination, very unlikely to ever recover, to acknowledge nature's harmonic simultaneous rotating four-corner 24-hour days in one earth rotation. Dr. Gene Ray, cubic and wise above God. <laughs> <laughs> wise above god it just flows so naturally you know it's interesting because what? if someone recorded a doctor, song doctor dr gene ray self, gene self, ray uh, cubic yeah. and wise above god um it's interesting because 
almost everything about his speech, if it was uh, given a s- sort of like less, a, a, a slightly more religious word usage, like for instance, if he, it, it sounds basically like a sermon using really bad math. Do you know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> there's nothing about his four days in one day that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, Earth is composed of opposite hemispheres, which rotate in opposite directions, equal to a zero-value existence, plus and minus. So he thinks that the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere rotate in different directions? Well, as as entity, the opposite hemispheres cancel out. Earth exists as four 90 degree opposite corner quadrants, but not as a 360-degree circle. Earth is cubic opposites, nothing as circle. A singularity-inflicted scholar has not the mentality, freedom, or guts to know that academia is a Trojan horse mind control. Singularity Brotherhood owns your brain, destroying your ability to think cubism. Evil academia blocks out time cube sight and suppresses its discussion and debate. So maybe what somebody needs to do is make the anti-time cube, which argues that cubism is dog brain and that singularity is the only way to think right how would dr gene ray freak out or is he even alive like if his sights seem to be down like what have we lost here actually okay so i think the time cube resembles although i don't know if i would call it exactly a religion but it's very very similar to one so the question is does it have followers are there time cubists? Oh, it's a good does, question. Does anybody fucking believe it's, what he said? It's answered about a kilometer down the site uh, in the red narrow text. Scientists know time cube, but any scientist supporting the four simultaneous days in a single rotation of Earth will be fired and banned for life from academic institutions. Scientists are evil cowards and should be castrated for obstructionism (laughs) of the four simultaneous days within a single rotation of Earth. He's really very adamant about the importance of this four days in one day shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does he think that if we do that, we'll have like three more days like every day? Well, he's he's very clear about uh, four day math condemns one day fools. Because here's the deal. Um, You can define a day, okay? as a being like six hours and then you just be like that day is over and you decide that there's uh i don't know like 1200 days in the year but uh it doesn't mean it's a full day yeah so that's time cube folks um check it out i think you should check it out it's one of those one of those internet treasures that's been around for a long time it's kind of like uh zombo yeah let's let's try to dig up a few treasures in some of the next uh, episodes yeah, yeah if if the monday mood strikes us i guess so but you know kind of like getting back to why are we doing this podcast is i just feel i feel bad for all you you know <laughs> suckers out there we're, we're still on sunday idiots <laughs> yeah but we're gonna have our monday too though so i guess we're just gonna be listening to ourselves on monday as well you know just being like oh man Gotta go to work. Ah, well, there's this show to look forward to, and the and the good news is that if you like the show, I mean, it's gonna be up uh, every Monday for the next year, except for on holidays. We're gonna not. I mean, I'm just Christmas fall on Monday this year because we're not doing it. 
you know. Or, yeah, you're very religious about your uh, birth of Christ <laughs> celebration. <laughs> the day of Christ is not a day that hey, I should work. Some things are sacred, yeah, even you know to atheists. You know what it is? I have to fucking put up with Christian people all year. I'm going to take their day off too, okay? It's the birthplace of the most annoying fucking name in the history of names, with probably the exception of Muhammad. Like these two fucking characters that I have to put up with. Yeah, I should pro- I should take Ramadan too. I'm gonna take it because you you know like Muslim people are annoying the shit out of me with their fucking religion. So I'm gonna take all their goddamn holidays. I'm taking Rosh Hashanah. I'm taking but, fucking Ramadan. But the Zoro- Christmas. You know what? The Zoroastrians are all right by me, honestly. There's 120,000. Of course, they're all right. Yeah. You could round them up and like eliminate them in like an afternoon. They're they're, they're nothing. Okay, there uh, there are more people who probably believe in Jedi's right now than believe in Zoroaster and his teachings, right? He's, a, he's all right. And the god Ahura Mazda. I mean, you have a car named after their god. I mean, that's blasphemy. How come they're not fucking suing, man? It's a celebration. I would sue. I'd be like, your car is blasphemy. It is the name of my fucking god. And you have blasphemed. Here's an interesting side note. You want to know why Zoroastrianism got fucked in the ass? Huh? Historically? <laughs> historically, okay. Yeah, historically it got fucked in the ass. So back in the day when Xerxes was like the fucking, uh, or, or, or the man, Zoroastrianism was all the shit. But then after a little while, you know, you get a bunch of corrupt rulers. And like when you're, whenever you're the big dog, I don't know, eventually somebody tries to bring you down. So by the time there's this king called Darius III, who's this fucking weak piece of shit leader who can't get nothing done, he gets uh, into a fight, if you will, with a guy from that history would later call Alexander the Great. So in just a matter of a few fucking like years, this Macedonian fucking crazy dude just kicks the shit out of basically what is the largest empire who, that owns like 80% of all the gold in the old world. They had all the fucking gold! Okay, so they were the richest empire and they got their fucking ass kicked by a bunch of crazy Macedonian Greeks who go ahead and burn almost all of their holy books and kill all their fucking priests. And there you go. That's what happened to Zoroastrianism. They got fucked in the ass by a goddamn Greek. What a surprise. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy, on that note, happy Monday, everybody. Could be worse. Just remember, it could be worse. There's a little bit of dirty history. (laughs) Could be worse. Ouch. And now there's 120,000 of them, and they're all living in fucking Iran, probably fearing for their lives because they're, uh, you know, hated because they're not uh, Muslim. Yeah, so good luck out there. I feel for you. There's always a four-day time cubism. I love their logo, though. Yeah, they have some pretty sweet graphics. They do, man. Yeah. One of the first fucking logos. pretty sweet icons. One of the first logos ever created. I dare you to find a religion that has an older logo than Zoroastrianism. I fucking dare you. The only one that I can think about is probably Egyptian, like, animism and their, you know, like the Ankh or something like that, I guess. But even that wasn't really worn as a fucking symbol. So, no, Zoroastrianism, I'm going to call. I'm going to call. If any of you... Out there are history buffs. <clears throat> Prove me wrong, bitches. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I love saying that to the internet. Prove me wrong. Because you know that some fucking asshole's got nothing but time on his hand. He's like, oh, you goddamn asshole. I'll send you a Fuck research you. paper. 
Maybe that's it about the internet. There will, uh, you know how like in the world there will always be someone smarter. Well, there will always be someone who will put in so much fucking time to prove someone wrong because they just hate themselves. You know? Yep. Ran out of Cheetos. They ran out of fucking Cheetos. There you go. And they and their dick is as orange as a goddamn box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. It's going to be a great week. Now, uh, before we go, I just want to remind everybody, by the time you're listening to this, there's going to be a link to a Patreon campaign that we're starting. You don't have to go in there yet, because we're going to bother you with it every goddamn Monday. But this is our campaign to try to get people to be supportive of the videos that we want to create. So, the podcast is free, but if, if you guys want to see some more shit, and you like the kind of th- things that we're doing, then uh, go to our Patreon page. We're asking for people to support, like, a dollar a month. Like, this is not much, okay, folks? And what's on the video? Is it more uh, more crass bullshit? Our videos are going to be a little bit tighter, but mm-hmm. they're going to be Whoop. things that we consider sketchy. Look, this is a this is a podcast called Sketchy. Okay, we're all about things that are a little bit sketchy. So uh, the shows are going to be about that. You know, they could be about anything from Vatican Bank and that sketchy shit, Panama Papers and that sketchy goddamn bullshit. Anything we want. Anything we want, but it's going to be definitely be better research than these fucking piece of shit throwaway freebies. Hey guys, hey guys. Uh, you know, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I don't like this. I don't like doing this, but I'm gonna do it anyways because I feel like every other fucking YouTube podcasting asshole out there. It, the only difference being is that I've done this uh, probably longer than other people, and now I'm just kind of being. I'm just gonna force myself to do it again. Because I like the sound of my own voice. Fuck you, you know? If you like it, you like it. You're going to be on board. And if you don't, you know what? We're not, we're never, ever going to beg for your goddamn, like, hit the subscribe button, please. Nope. You don't like it? That's good. We don't want you. We don't want you. We only want the ones that like it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, humorless bastard. <laughs> Anyways, everybody's got to go to work now. So, you know, the ride's over. It's time to get serious, folks. Time to go to work. You feeling good about that? Hmm? 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 We're still on Sunday time, <laughs> suckers. All right, well, uh, I'm going to go have a, a beer. So with that, my name is Jacob14. I'm Mr. B. All right. See you in hell, everybody. Bye.